0: You're listening to the weekly Joel Klatt segment podcast. Listen to it live every Wednesday
1: between 8 and 8.30 a.m. during the football season. Presented exclusively by Audi Irons in Broomfield. Exceeding your experience from the first mile to the last. Joel Klatt presented by Audi Irons, Dude, unbelievable job. You and Gus on the call. See you at, I mean, instant classic at TCU. I, I just, like... How hard is that to call a game when you know deep down inside you're a buff? And how exciting was that game? Just overall, just the ebb and flow and the back and forth nature of that game. How cool was that to call uh, CU beating TCU?
0: Yeah. Mark, I think I was thinking about this. Even if I wasn't affiliated whatsoever, you know, if that was just, you know, Baylor against TCU or, or something along those lines it would have been one of my favorite games that I've ever called, just because of the underarching storylines that are going on, you know, and the experiment that was and is happening at Colorado and obviously Coach Prime being just like a, a, a football legend in this country. So all it would have been easily one of my favorite. And then you you tie into the fact, you know, that this is my program, this is, I mean, I, I was five years old, six years old, sitting in the North stands with my dad, falling in love with that program. All I ever wanted to do was run out behind that Buffalo. And I have everything, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I have, I have a pair of Colorado socks and every Saturday I wear them under my suit because like, I can't not love Colorado. I just can't. And so when you put all of that together, it was one of the top three games I've ever called as as far as an experience for me personally. And then I would go a step further. I've been around this program for a long time. I'm pretty confident in saying that was one of the top ten, maybe top five moments in this program's history on Saturday because of where they have been, how fast this turnaround has been, the amount of eyeballs and opinions that have been thrust upon this program it was a, it was a pretty amazing experience and and the the way that you tell it is is the euphoria that you that you sense and experience after the game when you see other people that you know you know love the program as, as well um So all of that is true. And if any of you out there are Nebraska fans right now listening and realize that I'm on the call again Saturday, you all just threw up in your mouths just a little
1: bit. Yeah, they're probably going to love the fact when they tune in knowing that you're calling the game wearing CU socks.
0: I'm thinking about not doing it Saturday, but that's just against my nature. I've done it for years, by the way. It's not just this Saturday or last Saturday. I've done it for years.
1: It was a great game to call, but was it a tough game for you to call?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, One of the tougher that I've ever called very thankful that this, uh, happened at this point in my career, having hundreds and hundreds of games under my belt in particular at a, you know, fairly high levels, my ninth year with Gus, we've called well over a hundred games together. You know, I've called Ohio state Michigan last year at 17 million people. They were both undefeated. So like those, those experiences are invaluable. Um, Getting beat up on the, on the text line with you, Mike, you know, 12 years ago was invalu- invaluable. All of those things like prepare you for, for a, a time like that to go out there and, and, and just view it as the game. And what I was attempting to do was just continually rather than he, you know, just talk about Colorado or so on. I, all I wanted to do was give the viewers at home, my thoughts about what each team needed to do to succeed on their next play, drive, sequence, or or, or situation. And and I think that that helped me, you know, stay down the middle at least uh, as best I could.
1: Yeah, uh, just an unbelievably uh, excellent broadcast, really tough broadcast. Have you changed your opinion on what you expect, what your expectations now are for CU? I think you said, hey, four games would be remarkable after that performance and what Shador uh, Sanders did, what Travis Hunter did. Have you changed your expectations? Um, not, not really. So,
0: Mark, my expectations for them dating back to the summer was that I felt like they could be a bowl team. The the plus four wasn't necessarily like, I think they can be plus four as much as trying to give everybody a standard of understanding that in our sport, if you go plus four, that's a real, that's a remarkable turnaround. They're going to go plus four, maybe five, maybe six, maybe seven. And if you ask him, they're going to go plus 10. <laughs> yeah. And we're talking about plus in the wind column. If those of you that are, are slow on the follow, um, uh, my expectations have increased a little bit because as good as I felt like they were on and around the skill positions, some of those guys exceeded my expectations. Shador exceeded my expectations. Travis Hunter exceeded my expectations. The entire game, and I know that this is the, the curmudgeon in me, and, and Mark, it's just because I've been around this sport forever. You have as well. I was waiting on Shador to tire out. I thought there's zero chance he's going to be able to play at this level. In the second quarter and early third quarter, I'm like there's no way he's going to be able to continue this. He's going to have to take a series off. He's going to have to do this. there's no way he's going to be as effective in the fourth quarter. And lo and behold, he was the most impactful receiver in the game. Now, I know Dylan Edwards had the touchdowns, and, and rightfully so. Those were scheme-oriented, and I'd love to get into that that scheme, too, because Sean Lewis was really brilliant. But as far as just winning on routes, the third and 16 in the fourth quarter, he had other first down and beautiful routes where he has the instinctive nature to understand man versus zone, find the soft spots. Mark, he's 125, 130, 135 snaps into a game in 100-degree heat and was the most impactful wide receiver on the field. It was wild. So he exceeded my expectations. He's the best player in college football right now. Um, And because of that, like, they're they're giving every coach on their schedule heartburn right now. Dan Lanning, in particular, after his stupid comments when they left for the Big 12, Lincoln Riley, all of them. And I'm currently, by the way, driving into Fox, which you know well. And part of my agenda today is I'm going into the programming department and I'm going to pound the table and say, USC Colorado needs to be a big noon game.
1: Yeah, it does. There ain't no question. Joel clap presented by Audi flat We'll get into some of the X's and O's, but Dion after the game kind of chastised mocked, uh, took people to task for not seeing this coming. You had a chance to meet with him prior to the game. Uh, I gather you didn't see this coming.
0: Well, I did say I was one of the few that said, I think that they were going to win one of the first two. And, and so in his mind, he would be like, well, well, you're stupid. Right. (laughs) Um, Right. (laughs) I will tell you, like when we met with him on Friday, I've met with him several times. Okay when we met with him on Friday, my eyes were, I was like, oh, I was like, okay, I understand. It was not flair and it was not hype. He had a deep, deep burning passion that you could see in his eyes for the meeting that they were about to have, for what he believed in was going to happen on Saturday and when we got done with that meeting we went back in and we had our own production meeting and i the, the thing i led off with with our crew in our production meeting was we better be ready for a game cuz colorado is better than we think and that's and and it was just from experiencing that and it was his level of belief he looked at me and he said he said to me on friday he he said He's like, you're not going to just be proud of us tomorrow. He was like, you're going to be impressed. And then he was like, we're going to play. And I was like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. Gus looked at me. and He was like, the hair in my arms just stood up. And I was like, me too. I was like, we were ready to go. And and at that point I realized like, okay, like this is going to be a really great game. That's why we tried to prepare, obviously, Um and then early in the game, things went their way, right? They, they get the three and out, and then they went down the field and scored. And and what I loved about it, and I'll, I'll just kind of like seep into what I loved about it was it wasn't just motivation. It wasn't just hype. It wasn't just the speech and the DJ. Their schemes were phenomenal. Their plan was phenomenal. Sean Lewis, Charles Kelly did some great things inside the five-yard line. Like, they were the better coach team, guys. It wasn't just hype and flair and Dion and the sunglasses and all this stuff their coaching staff out coached tcu which had just gone to
1: the national championship game and and that was pretty impressive yeah speaking of of coaching staffs and, and guys who have been able to out you know out manipulate and out coach other coaches in in the national football league sean payton gets his first chance at the broncos head coaching job as they take on the raiders just the initial thoughts on this raiders slash Broncos matchup for week one.
0: Well, basically this, this week in Denver should be, if you have hate in your heart, let it out. You got Nebraska and the Raiders all on the same week. I don't know how many times that that's ever happened. Um, and so like, if you're a football fan and you're like me, you should be frothing at the mouth. This is about as good as it gets uh, in, in our area. I think both of these coaches understand that. Um, I know, I know coach prime does and, and, Listen, at the NFL level, I know that that's, that's more for the fans than it is the players. There's so much turnover. They don't understand the history. I'm, I'm confident that it, the Broncos just view this as, as another game, as they should. Um, what I'm most looking forward to is is seeing at least the direction and the foundation and the blocks laid that we're going to see a different offense that utilizes the skill set of the quarterback and and will put him in position to succeed as opposed to what we saw a year ago. That was an offense that was not built to succeed because they were trying to fit a, a square peg into a round hole. I want to see the foundation laid to where we see Russell's skill set being accentuated and then built upon so that they can potentially move the ball in a much better fashion.
1: Joel, bottom line and for us, do you think this is a playoff team? Colorado or Denver? <laughs> Broncos. Ah. <laughs> uh, you hot snot, you.
0: Uh, is that uh, no, not in the AFC. The AFC's loaded, guys. It's loaded. I I don't I don't see it. Man, that was a real downer. Thanks
1: a lot, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Way to go, Joel. Way to, <laughs> hey, way to fish on a hey, high on note. That note. Yeah. <laughs> hey, when do you when do you when do you when do you get to town? Uh,
0: let's see. I am. We've got a little outing tomorrow with the studio guys, so I'm going to come in late later tonight.
1: Hmm. Here's one. I hope you choke on your froth, Joel Klatt. Go big red. Well, you know. That's like uh, your opinion, man. Hey, are you are you going to the dinner? Are you going to the uh, oh the 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 big noon dinner?
0: Is there a big? Um, you guys do a we, dinner. We will have dinner. I believe like we. I believe
1: that uh, we're going to dinner tomorrow night. Yes. Oh, okay. What is tomorrow? Thursday night. Thursday, you're gone. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. Because I, I, I set up a dinner. Oh, you set up a dinner. Yeah, I set up a dinner. You set up a dinner. Yes. You set up the dinner. I said, "Oh, a- I know where you set it up." Yeah. Wait, wait. I didn't realize this. Yeah, but it, but it was it was Dave asked me to set it up for I don't know if you if you and Gus and your crew go out with the big noon crew.
0: Well, I'm gonna go with the studio guys. Yeah, the big noon crew okay. uh, up in up in Boulder. I think tomorrow night.
1: Oh, okay, okay. So I got maybe I got a different Friday night dinner set up for them.
0: <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, maybe I got, I got, maybe I see uh, Friday is a school day for me. Yeah, so I, I don't go to dinner on Friday.
1: Wow. Listen, yes. look at Mark, Mater Dean, his way uh, around. The, the know, whole, what, I it, love it. it it's yeah. what I do. Hey, hey, real quick.
0: I know you guys want to get out of here. Let me let me touch on this really no, quick. Please, don't no, please. We're
1: in no rush. So you don't mind. It's Joel Klatt's okay. world. We're just orbiting yeah. around
0: in it. Yeah, exactly. And, and and Simmer behind the glass is like panicking. Oh, he's yeah, like, yeah. we
1: need a break. I know. Okay,
0: R- relax, Simmer. Um, <laughs> real quick on the, on the scheme, because I think that this is very cool, and I think you guys will think it's very cool. I know you will, uh, Mark. Yeah. So Sean Lewis on the very first series of the game, they threw a nondescript little little flat route to Dylan Edwards. And and it wasn't executed all that great. It was on the short side of the field. They had a nasty split with the wide receiver, which means he's closer to the tackle than he normally would. So he's not at width. A nasty split means he cuts his split down. Okay. And then and then they kinda of rub him off of the linebacker and it's man coverage. And Dylan Edwards was wide open, but he kinda of like trips and it looked like he might have hurt himself and You know, it's okay. It's a few yards. But what I love about it is that it happens right in front of Sean Lewis, the offensive play caller and coordinator. And that play right there triggers in his head. And then he does something the rest of the day that I love. He never, he never forgot about where he could make a profit. Okay. And great play callers never forget about those little nuances and then they can dress him up, and then they can go out there and, and take advantage. So later in that very same drive, he gets into a similar set, although a little bit different. Now he puts a slot into the short side of the field inside the, the five-yard line. It's third down. It's the most con- crucial play of the, the drive. It's third and goal, and he goes slot, and he runs double slant into the boundary and then sneaks the back out against the same man coverage, and they can't get over the rub from the slant. Linebacker is late. It's an easy touchdown for Dylan Edwards, right? So he didn't forget where he made his money late in the game. Last play offensively. It's fourth down. They're down. They're going to, you're going to lose the game. If you don't get the fourth down, what does he go with? The same concept. I, I love this so much. Like don't get bored taking a profit. If you're a play caller, but he dresses it up. Now he puts a trips receiver set to the field. And he kind of reduces it down, so I would call it more not a bunch set, but it's kind of a nasty split, even from the outside. And then he puts the back, not offset, to the three-receiver side, which would key off those linebackers and safeties and be like, hey, we've got something up. There's basically four free releases over here. So he offsets the back to the boundary, which is going to basically key the linebackers into banjo coverage. Now, if he goes to the boundary, one of the linebackers has him. If he goes to the field, the wide side, the other linebacker has him. Runs the three slant routes. The linebacker is late, doesn't get there. Dylan Edwards is wide open. He gets it in stride, runs for a touchdown. These are things that that maybe you noticed, maybe you didn't notice. I was trying to point out on the broadcast, like, I love that stuff. This is what makes Sean Payton so good. This is what makes Sean Lewis so good. And this is the things that I think football and football games are, are one with. It's those little nuances, and that's one of the big reasons why they were able to be successful.
1: Mark. Yeah. Mark. No, you, you I, I lost you there for a while. You went to a oh, look like you went I, to it. I have very I the, deep special place right there. I had there. the picture in my mind. Not only, <laughs> not only that. This is what makes the women in Fort Collins swoon right there, what, right there. What, women, women in Fort Collins. What <laughs> about the guys in studio swoon? I mean, I was, I was swooning. <laughs> yeah, you, And and not only that. I mean, not your only your ability to, to do that, but then Shador just giving up ground on that blitz with a free there's a free guy in his face and throwing the ball like if he throws it behind the the back if it's a, if it's an errant throw i think the linebacker you know in, in trail is going to catch him before he gets the 3 yards but he puts yeah. a perfect ball out in front for the for the running back to catch it and and run off all those rubs, I, I tell you, it was it was a beautiful, it just beautiful. It, right. The whole thing was beautiful. All right, jo- Johnny Simmer is just freaking, freaking out just, right now. I can see it in my hey, mind. You, of, you guys got
0: to go pay the bills. I know. We've got to pay your guys' a Speaking of frothing a at the deal? mouth.
1: Yeah. Joel, you're the best. We look Thanks, forward Joel. to uh, seeing you on the call on Saturday. Wear those CU socks, my friend. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Later, bro. All bit. right, Joel Klatt, presented by Audi Flatirons. Hello, this is Ryan Watson, Vice President and General Manager of Audi Flatirons and Audi Boulder Service. When was the last time a dealership delivered the experience you were looking for? Have you ever felt that buying a car was solely about making the sale? It should be about the relationship, beginning with your commitment to do business with us and continuing through the years to follow. Our team is dedicated to exceeding your expectations from the first mile to the last. Come see us in person or visit us online at AudiFlatirons.com or AudiBoulderService.com.